AM 570. In LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. You heard Andrew Friedman. We ran the entire news conference. Uh, everybody had their take. Rodney, David Vassay, I had mine. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll give you a chance to have your take and weigh in on what the president of baseball operations for the Dodgers had to say. Disappointing, no question about it. He used the word failure. So we want to hear from you. Are you buying what he's selling? Do you trust the process? Because as David pointed out, not much is going to change. They'll evaluate and they'll move forward. And uh, Rodney, you know, I said, I'll be curious to hear what people have to say. And you said, well, you pretty much know what they're going to say. Yeah. Fire Dave Roberts. It's all his fault. Fire Dave Roberts. What is he doing? What is he doing? He doesn't know what he's doing. Fire Dave Roberts. Roberts' decision to do this and to do that cost the Dodgers. <laughs> of course, that's what they're going to say. Fred? All right. Well, we'll give, on. we'll give you a chance at the bottom of the hour to weigh in. But now, on this Tuesday, we mm. need spirituality. And to supply that spirituality... We welcome on Vic the Brick with the Daily Haiku at 2. And Vic, good afternoon. Tranquility within the tumult. How long, man? He is always serene. And we love that about him. Rodney Pete. VTB, my man. taking us on the journey to incredible content. He's relentless. He's tireless. It's Kevin Figgis. King Flavor. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, always providing incredible sounds of, of joy is our Ronnie Facio. And you know, I got to give it up for Dustin Hopkins. Absolutely. Can we please give him some love? I, I mean, kicking through pain. Yeah. And every one of those field goals for the Chargers from uh, Hopkins last night was true. I mean, it was it wasn't like it was a little little wobbly, a little to the left, a little to the right. There was he was just nailing them down the middle, Hopkins. Yeah, he was. That's not an easy thing for a kicker. People are like, oh, he just got a hamstring. For a kicker to have a hamstring, that is a major, major deal. But I thought he was a hero last leg. night. Our MVP. Um, he said he popped. It popped. He, he felt the pop. He felt the pain, and he still kicked. Give it up, Dustin Hopkins, man. 
It's a wacky game. How about that? Those those trenches last night. Excellent defenses on both ends. I think the game was terrible. <laughs> the, the, the charges are all banged up. Justin Herbert is still sore. And Russell Wilson right. is an atrocity. I mean, what do you mean it was a great game? It was a terrible game. But the Chargers I enjoy, won. I enjoy trench play and the Charger victory, Fred. No, you know what? You watch NFL football. Trench warfare. Huh? Right. The one thing you focus on is what's going on in the trenches. Hey, do I want to see a guy break an 85-yard run? Not really. I want to see what that left tackle's doing. I like the work in the trenches, Vic. Vic likes the big uglies, Fred. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I enjoy the I, I enjoy the line play, Fred. The blue collar guys, man, making it possible for that you know seventy five yard run, or you know, or, or Justin gets you know four seconds of time in the pocket. I enjoy. The, I, I really, I enjoy that. That's to me. It's that's that's the game. You know, talk. You know, Rodney. You, you know, from the days of glory. Can't 16 get it done years without the in the trenches, NFL. Trenches make all the difference in the world, Fred. Absolutely. So I don't get anything done without trench play, Fred. Yep, you know what? I'm going to write that down. You don't get anything done without trench play. Big Vic, <laughs> you got to be honest. I mean, the Chargers are all banged up. And Denver is just terrible. Just terrible. Russell Wilson is not the guy they thought he would be. He's a shell of himself, and the coach, I think, is overmatched. He is out of his league. Yeah, so when we saw the game last night, that's what we saw. Well, we saw a different game, Fred. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you, Vic. No, no. You know what? That's a fair point. But I think, honestly, uh, the majority of people saw the game Rodney and I saw. I think you were in a very exclusive group. I don't know if it's exclusive, Fred, but it's definitely a, a a purist view of the game. You're looking at all aspects. I just don't look at the, you know. You, know, you can appreciate touchdown it, bombs. Yeah, you can, I you appreciate, can appreciate the, the play. play. Yeah, exactly, exactly, Rodney. I, I mean, I love a fifty-yard touchdown all the pass, time, Fred. Not all glitz and glamour, Freddie, all the time. No, you know? no. Entertainment, guys up front credit. Right. Entertainment, excitement. That's not what sports is about. I'll tell you what it's about. The trenches. That's what it's about. Get in there and dig deep. When you played Rodney. That's not what he said, Fred. No, listen, he said what, he enjoyed it and he appreciated the trenches. I understand. When you played, and, you know, it was a few years back, but nonetheless, when you played, no one, <laughs> not one person focused on you or Barry Sanders. You know who they were looking at? The center. <laughs> what was the center doing? How was hey, he moving man, people around up there? My man Kevin Glover was getting it done, and a lot of people watched there, Fred. Kevin Glover, Lomas Brown. Yes, those big uglies down there in the trenches getting work done, Fred. Yeah. It meant a lot to us, Fred. No, I'm sure it did, and the fans loved it. Yes, and Vic's coming at it from a purist standpoint. And only the purist would focus on that. You know who will love it right now? Matthew Stafford. How's his offensive line looking? Salient point, K-Fig. Yeah, and fans would love the byproduct of him having more time to throw Fred because then Cup and Skoranek and those guys would actually be open and he'd have time to throw the ball. And if he had more time to throw, they would focus on Matthew Stafford throwing the ball, not Noteboom, who's no longer in there blocking for him. They'd say, oh, he's got more time. Look at that, Allen Robinson caught one. 
It doesn't like the disrespect the towards the offensive line. I'm not disrespecting yeah, anybody. I'm just saying Vic came on and said it was a wonderful game. It wasn't. It wasn't. The The star of the game was the kicker. And that guy should be player of the gotta, week. He blew on his hands free. What do you got against kickers? I love the kick. I thought that was fantastic. He should be. Then why can't they be the star of the game? He should be the AFC player of the week for what he did. You said that sarcastically. No, like I didn't. I know. Earlier, Rodney, we talked about this earlier in the show. I thought he was a complete star. Yes. Period. The end. But you said it a little sarcastic. No, I didn't because I already said it. He's the star. Star of the, star of the game is the kicker. He was the star. I thought that was one of the great performances you sound in disappointed that he LA sports history. I'm not disappointed. This guy went out there and, and left it out there. He couldn't even stand up. Yeah. That was really impressive. Well, the upshot is the Bolts are 4-2, and two and they're tied with the Chiefs atop the AFC West. Yes. And that's the bottom line. They win, winning the football game is tough, man. Rodney, you yes. know yes. winning NFL f- games is rough, man. It's a hard business. When are you going to learn that, Fred? I pretty much know. Hard, dude. You guys see Otani-san was interviewed in Tokyo. Yep. At the airport. Mm, mm, mm. No bueno vibes mm, from no Otani-san. Bueno. No bueno. Make it that Otani- He says all the Angels losing all those games is left a negative impression. The 14-game losing streak, missing the playoffs for eight consecutive years. Finishing 33 games behind the Astros. So, you know, he's reflecting and he's not that happy. Otani's son. Although he had a magnificent transformative season once again. MVP-esque. You know, he wins 15 games. It's 34 home runs, 95 RBIs. One year, $30 million for next year. So he's committed for one more year. But after that year, he wants to win. He wants to win. And you guys excited about the Lakers opening night? Yeah, Vic, of course. AD says he wants to spoil the ring night up in San Francisco. I'm saying, AD, just run 35 minutes and... A healthy 35 minutes. Laker fans will be joyous. Joyous. AD, man. But the D. Ham has got a banged up backcourt. Dennis Schroeder, broken thumb. He's out a month. Westbrook 50-50 with the hammy. The Lakers are so desperate at guard. Rob Polinka is calling Schmush Parker. Oh. Hello. Oh, yeah. Of course, Thursday, Lakers Clippers opening night. That's going to be wild. Downtown Hoop Dojo. Leads back to the haiku, everybody. On this Tuesday, October the 18th, there's haiku for you. I wrote it. Blue Bamboo. We have bent, broke, 
and the Azul is snapping back, y'all. I'm feeling you. I think I like it. You know, we heard Andrew Friedman during the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, right. When are they going to snap back? Immediately. They're going to snap back immediately. Immediately, friend. That's the DNA. That's the culture of this of the great franchise, which is your Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, but Vic, are you, are you to a point where, after a fantastic season, 111 wins, they come up short in the playoffs? I think what what might happen, quite frankly, is that uh, people are going to sit and go, "Okay, prove it to me in October." I wasn't that guy this year. I wasn't. I, I believe you know the regular season was fantastic. And it was such a great ride. But I think people might get to a point where they're saying, all right, I'll talk to you in October. $3.8 million Dodger fans and are in the stadium every year, friend. Yeah, they leave the regular, baseball attendance. The, regu- the regular yeah, like we season. Talked about, I mean, they, they, will, they will continue to show up. They're just, uh, you know, people eventually, uh, I know they have long memories, but they also have short memories because people will get excited come January, February time. It'd be excited for the Dodgers again to go make another run. But that's been in the back of their minds for a while, right? Listen, we've digested the dynamic. It's it's well played. And now we're moving on. And there'll be dynamic dynamic changes. Yes. And the, the team will continue to win, Fred. Right, they will yes. continue to they will continue to rock on and they will snap back. Yes. That is that is my point. They will snap back. That's what everybody's that hoping the Dodger, for, Vic. That's the Dodger way. We're gonna get that snap back, Vic. The snap back is coming. All right. It's like the snow the snow hits the bamboo, it settles, and then the bamboo snaps back. That is the nature. Of the Dodgers. It's the nature of bamboo. Blue bamboo. Okay. Okay. Big, I'll tell you one thing. That was a very snappy presentation today. Blue bamboo, Fred. Yeah. Blue bamboo. I got it. Feeling you. Snap back. Feeling you. That's how how we roll. Yes, Vic. It's how we roll. All right. Vic, good job. Yeah. (laughs) It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Finish with that. Yeah. Uh, brought to you by Jacob and Ronnie. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. You're a good person. If you find yourself in trouble, there's one man to call. That's Jacob and Ronnie. Accident or injury. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. So, Fred, your hero, uh, Dustin Hopkins. Yeah. He played a great game. Obviously, the Chargers don't win that game last night, if not for him. Should be the AFC Player of the Week. And he might be. I think it's a lock <laughs> that he's going to be the Special Teams Player of the Week. Oh, yeah. Actual Player of the Week, we'll have to see. But, uh... He's going to be down for a little bit. Uh, Brandon Staley just oh. telling reporters a couple of minutes ago, going to be sidelined for two to four weeks due to that hamstring injury. That's the kind of guy he is. He went out there in pain with the hammy and performed. Didn't care about himself, cared about the team. That's the kind of guy I want on my team, Rodney. 100%. 100%. Kicker or no kicker. He showed heart. He showed toughness, Red. Give it up to him. Yeah. There you go, Hopkins. So if he misses in a couple of weeks and the guys in the locker room will be all over him for that, right, right? Back to being a bump. You gotta trade him if that happens. <laughs> Cut him immediately. Oh, speaking of trades, since you brought that up, Fred, so uh we know Cam Akers on the outs with the Rams. We talked about it towards the end of yesterday's show. 
Uh, Sean McVay made no secrets about the fact that the Rams will look to accommodate him, saying he may want to go somewhere else. And I know Sam Farmer wrote an article saying, like, you know, Christian McCaffrey may be available, but the Rams shouldn't do it. They have no draft picks for a while. Uh, Melvin Gordon is, up, is upset with the Broncos, didn't play a lot last night. He could be somebody that's on uh, the market. I guess should the Rams look to sacrifice even more draft capital to try to help fix their running game? Although I guess is their running game more of a product of the offensive line or to do with the tailbacks? But the question is, should they trade draft capital to try to improve the running back position before the deadline here in a couple of weeks? Well, a couple of things. First, trade draft capital. Whatever they have left. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. There's not a lot to trade. Didn't they, didn't they wear a shirt by the FM picks? Yeah. yeah. Don't they have a first-round pick in 2035 or something that they can trade? There you go. <laughs> I don't know how valuable that's going to prove to be right now. So I don't think they have the trade capital to get Christian McCaffrey. If you could get him, well, of course go get him. But I don't think they have anybody they can trade for. And I also believe, as you pointed out, that when you don't have an offensive line, it doesn't matter who the running back is. There aren't going to be any holes for him to run through, Rodney. 100%. Listen, it, it, look, McCaffrey is a big-time talent. You know, when healthy, and he's had struggles with, with staying healthy over the last few years, but when healthy, uh, he's a do-it-all type of back. Uh, can run the rock. Uh, for a smaller type guy, can run in between the tackles. Uh, a tough, tough player. Can run outside. Got the speed to run away from you to go coast to coast. And also can catch the ball out of the backfield like a receiver. Um, so, yeah, if he's a guy that's available and you got a chance to go get him, you go, you go get him. But if not, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be presentable to you, you got to go fix that offensive line. That is your top one priority. Because even if you get Christian McCaffrey, you don't have an offensive line and you're going with the, the, the Band-Aid crew that we got going on right now, then it's going to be a trouble for anybody to run through those holes or be successful running the football. Lakers open this season tonight at Golden State. Clippers open this season Thursday against the Lakers at Crypto. Uh, over-unders for this year. Let's see what you guys think. The over-under right now for the Lakers in Vegas is 44 and a half wins. They won 33 last year, Fred. 44 and a half. What are you thinking? I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm gonna go over. Over? Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe to 45. <laughs> okay, a half game over. Yeah. Still over. We'll take it. What about you, Rodney? 44. I'm not and even half. hesitating. I'm going over, Kevin. Okay. I'm going over. Go Lakers. I'm I, going out of the limb. Say they win 50. Ooh, 50. Okay. Clip that. <laughs> Make sure you clip that. I'll save that for Rob Parker. He might want to have, challenge you to a wing bet on that one, Rodney. Let's do it. Uh, Let's do it. How about the Clippers? Go shock the world, baby. Clippers right now, 51 and a half. 51 and a half. Over or under on the Clippers there, Fred? I'm going over. Okay. And I'm going to have that music in there, too. Okay. Okay. I'm going... I'm going over as well. Clips going to be on fire this year. And it's going to be one of them stay healthy years for the Clips. They're going to stay healthy, and they're going to win, what is it, 51, Kevin? 51 and a half is the number, yes. I'm going 55 for the Clips. 55. Okay. Get that. Sure. Capture that. Make sure I take this one down, too. Yes. All Get right. it. All right. So the NFL, as part of their new media rights deal, has a Black Friday game incorporated. Now, I know for years they'd say that they wouldn't play on Fridays. They thought it would interfere with the high school football and all of that. But it's out, 
And it's now official. Amazon, starting next year, will have an exclusive Black Friday game the Friday after Thanksgiving. So the NBA, or excuse me, the NFL will dominate Thanksgiving Day as they usually do. And now they're transitioning over to Black Friday as well, Fred. Yeah, well, it's the only thing that works on TV, to be quite honest with you. What's that? The NFL. It's the only thing people really watch. So I think we're past the point now of protecting and we don't want to be on every night. I think it's more the NFL knows that what they do works on TV and they're going to have their product out there as much as possible. What it really does, I mean, and really, you know, I wanted to protect the kids in the high school games. That if you have a kid playing in high school football, you're going to the game. Yeah, you're Done going the to the game. You're not, yeah. it has nothing yeah. to do with that. Yeah. But what it does, it starts cannibalizing everything else. It's like the NFL, the NFL playing on Christmas Day. Which they didn't do for a long period of time. Right. Well, that's the official kickoff of the NBA season, as we like to say. Right. right. Okay. What do you think the numbers are going to be compared to NFL games nationally? Minuscule. Yeah. The NFL has just basically... Uh, Grinch them on Christmas. Yeah. They're going to take control. If the NFL is on, it controls that night. Period. The end. Yeah. And and for the the people who say that it's, you know, oversaturated too much. We got them on Monday night. You got them on Thursday night. Got them on Sunday night. All day Sunday. Too much NFL. People still watch. They still watch. It's the only and thing that people, works. And it, yeah, and even the people that grumble and mumble and say that oh it's too much NFL, they still watch. They still watch. And on Black Friday, if you ain't shopping, you watch it. And these days, if you are shopping, you can have the game up exactly. on your phone. So exactly. Watch as you shop. Speaking of the NFL, we talked about the roughing the passer issues that have happened the last couple of weeks. You had the Tom Brady situation against Atlanta. Of course, the Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr issues that happened in the uh, last Monday night. So the the owners had this meeting this past Monday, um, and they talked about this. The, you know, what decisions or what changes can we possibly make to roughing the pass or penalties? And it sounds as if they're not really going to do much at all. So uh, Troy Vincent, former player, uh, executive vice president of football operations for the league, says they had a healthy conversation about changing rules, but ultimately says like, we have to make sure we keep our quarterbacks healthy. If you don't have a healthy quarterback, you don't have anything. And then uh, Rich McKay, who's the president of the uh, competition committee, he said, quote, when you decide to review subjective fouls, then you're going to have subjective eyes on something that's already been viewed once. So he says, if you have officials who are able to be now replay review for quarterbacks being hit and whether or not it's a personal foul penalty, now my subjective view is being altered by your subjective view, and then it really isn't a standard at that point. At least that's what their argument is as to why they don't want to have replay review for roughing the passer calls. Oh, that's BS, Kevin. That's BS. Hey, I swear which and McKay I said, Troy. not me. I love Troy. That's why I played with Troy and in Philadelphia. Great guy. Uh, but he towed the company line right here and there. <laughs> it's just a terrible response because review would would overturn so many things. Maybe that's the, the fear. Because I said it. I think right now they're throwing that flag on roughing the passer like they did with when they started doing fumbles and turnovers. If there's any question of whether or not a play is a fumble, they're going to err on side of letting it go as a fumble and then replay it to overturn it back. So play on and then we'll replay it. I think this one needs to be replayed because more often than not, somebody's going to look at that and go, oh, come on now. That ain't roughing the passer. That ain't roughing the passer. Let's do that because right now I think they're tricky, trigger happy, these, these referees. They'll overly call it. 
roughing the passer. And that's coming from a former quarterback, Fred. Well, they're in no man's land. They don't know what to do. That's the problem. You know, you you want to err on the side of caution, and you certainly want things to pass the eye test. If it looks bad, then it's got to be bad. That's what they're saying. Yeah. And they're saying it because people are watching. And yeah. safety is paramount. We don't want that USC-Utah game. Review those. That was a terrible call. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That was a terrible call. I think if it is a something that important in the game, something that important that can alter the game, they had to look at. I mean, the referee can't tell if someone is hit and a defensive lineman either A, threw the full force of his body on him, unless it's obvious, or B, kind of moved a little bit so the full force of his body was not on him. Now, that's yeah. going to be flagged. Or a guy tried to brace his fall, like in the Chiefs game the other day. Right. That's going to be flagged, and they should be reviewing that. But they, they at this point, I think, Rodney, they just don't want to change anything. Just move on, and uh, this subjective, this subjective, that... I don't even know what that meant. I don't either. I don't even know what that meant. Terrible. And that's what's lighting up the headlines. Terrible. Look at me. I'm still alright. Okay, Dodger fans, we'll open the phone lines now. 866-987-2570. During the 1 o'clock hour, we aired Andrew Friedman's news conference from the stadium. He talked about the season, what he thought went wrong, and what they're going to do about it. We give you the chance to weigh in and venture spleen. 866-987-2570. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Bills. That's Bills. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. <sighs> Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Bringing you LA's best sports talk weekdays, noon to three. Hogan and Rodney. While I cough up this blood, I sit back in the cut. All my riding with me. That's right, Rodney P. Fred Rogan. It's top of five, and the Yankees are leading the Guardians 4-1, to one, Fred. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanning, Stanton, the big bombers both hit home runs, Fred. Right now, bottom of the fifth. And the Yankees got to play in the big games, and they did. Yeah, they, well, so far. Both their studs hit home runs. So far. But uh, Cleveland's at the plate, bottom of the fifth. It's 4-1. All right, Dodger fans, you heard from Andrew Friedman. We let you hear the entire thing. Now we want you to weigh in. We'll give you an opportunity. When you get on, just make your point, please. We're happy to take your call. We're doing fine. Life is grand. Make your point so we can get as many people on as we can. Okay. Ron and Whittier, go ahead. Make your point. This, hey, Fred, this was the perfect storm you got to give credit where credit is due. The Padres outpitched them, and they had timely hitting, and that was it. The Dodgers are fine. I'm not a Dodger fan. I'm an Angels fan. I'm seeing it from a completely different point of view than a Dodger fan. But that's my point, and I'll let you guys talk about it. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ron. Well, that's Thank what you. 
That's what Andrew Friedman said, basically. Sometimes it's just baseball. Yeah. Sometimes it's just baseball. Sometimes it just goes that way. Let's go Benji and Burbank. Benji, go ahead. Make your point. Guys, I think this is the, the issue here is mentality. The Dodgers, they don't take their opponents seriously in the postseason because they think they're so good. And they are so good, but they just don't show up. It happened in 2019 with the Nationals. Didn't take them seriously. Happened in 21 last year with the Braves. Didn't take them seriously. And happened this year with the Padres. Didn't take them seriously. And also the big guys didn't show up. I mean, the Will Smithsonian was closed in October. I feel like every at-bat he had opportunities to knock guys in, and he just didn't show up. Benji, thanks for the call. I don't think it's a case. David Vassay said it as well of them not taking them seriously. I think when you step on the field, you take somebody seriously, Rodney, in any game. Well, sometimes you, you think you can flip on a switch, Fred, and it's sometimes you you look at an opponent and go, we dominate these guys, so this is, this is let's get past these guys. And you don't say it out loud. You don't go around flaunting it, but in your mind, subconsciously, sometimes you feel that way, like this is uh, we beat these guys all the time, so we're going to go out and beat them again. Even if we get behind, they may win one, but – but we're going to come back. We're going to win this thing. And and you have a cavalier attitude a little bit that you can flip a switch. Um, I don't think that's totally the case. But there's a certain element to, yeah, we beat them and we can get past them. Okay, let's go to our pal Julie Mack. Julie, go ahead. Make your point. Hey, I am Team Friedman, Team Roberts, Team Dodgers all the way. I agree with Andrew, that there needs to be looked at how they can reduce the margins and come up with a plan. But unless the players execute that plan, it is simply just a plan on paper. So they do their part. Our guys have to do our part, their part, not through the not just through the regular season, but also into the postseason. So- Appreciate it, Julie. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Julie Mack. Uh, you know, during the season, I said this, and I said it numerous times here on the show. The Dodgers were the best team on paper. And it's highly unusual for the best team on paper to ultimately become the best team on the field of play. But given the way the Dodgers had played during the season, I thought it was realistic this go-round. I thought the best team on paper could be the best team on the field. Yeah, but it, it also has to correlate to being playing the best baseball at the particular time. And I said it. And Dave just echoed it too. From September on, they didn't really—they weren't playing their best baseball, meaning the Dodgers. You know, they weren't. They kind of cruised into the playoffs, and uh, you know, sometimes it's—it's it's an advantage to a team that's in a dogfight to the end to make the playoffs or to to win a division um, because you're going out with a different mentality than say a team that that is that has clinched it you know, a month before the season's over with. Yeah, Andrew Friedman did say they've got to figure out a way. He said the best team doesn't always win the World Series. The hottest team at this time of the year wins the World Series. And he did say they have to figure out a way to make sure the Dodgers are the hottest team at this time of the year. Tell me how you do that. I don't know. And that's my no point. No one does. I, no I have no does. idea. How do you do that? No one knows. There's no guarantee that you're going to be hot in October. It's a ridiculous thing to ask for, but it's almost. Yeah. And I think someone asked uh, asked this in the press conference. You, know, you can't tell them to play more meaningful games down the stretch if they don't have them. Like they played so well on the front end that the last month meant nothing, and maybe yeah. they lost their edge. But you're not going to tell them, "Oh, don't play well and wait until the end of the year and then fight for a wild card to get in." That makes no sense. 
So, and I guess in a perfect world, you want them to have something to play for down the stretch so all the games mean something. But you've been playing well throughout the entire season, which is really oh. what you want. And that's what you healthy. want going in. Your formula is to clinch it early enough so you can rest, get healthy, get your guys in the best uh, mindset shape possible. Right. But that doesn't always work out. Esteban and Whittier, go ahead. Make your point. Hey, guys. First time, long time. I appreciate you guys for the show. Uh, as I was telling Kevin, I feel like the mentality has to change. I understand that I'm not a personal athlete here, or, or nor do I understand what that looks like. But I feel like going into this, the mentality has to be one of just being like Kobe, having that mentality of just carrying it no matter what. And I understand that I don't know what that looks like, but at least a player that would motivate them to go ahead and just tear the cover off the ball, overcome any adversity, and be able to go ahead and take them to that next level. Because I feel like, I don't know, I felt like everyone was flat. No one showed any sort of emotion. And again, this is my perspective. I appreciate the show and thank you. We appreciate your call, Esteban. Thank Thanks. Well, they certainly were flat. Yeah. And, you know, I think that a lot was was a lot happened in that game one, too, Fred. I think the Dodgers jumping out, they playing the Padres, right? The Padres came off, off of an emotional series against the Mets where they nobody really gave them a chance. And DeGrom and Scherzer, DeGrom and Scherzer, there's no way the Padres can win. They, you know, stick it back to everybody that doubted them. They come to play the Dodgers, and everybody, oh, the Dodgers, you know, 14-5 all season long. Here we go, little brother, little brother to the south. And then Dodgers jump out 5 to nothing in that first game and ended up, remember, Padres made a run at them at the end of that game and ended up being 5-3. And I think from that point on, the Padres like, we can win this. And the Dodgers, it, got, it felt like the mentality was, we're going to cruise through this one after the game one win. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Bill and Mission Viejo, go ahead and make your point. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, we're kind of a Will Smith uh, having those uh, chances. I don't know. Smith's had a pretty decent year, but he doesn't seem like the real cleanup hitter to me. I mean, what do you think? I mean, he's he's a good hitter, but is he like the big power bat they need in that fourth spot? That's what I'm wondering. Bill, appreciate the call. Well, you know what? He is the big power bat in that spot. When he hits like he's got the big power bat in that spot. And over the course of time, he's he has done hit. It. Yeah. Yeah. He's has, he, he has, has hit done a catcher it. in baseball. Right. So, you know, you go, well, maybe he's not the guy. But the problem is he's been the guy. Just because he yeah. ran he's into a... He's been the guy. Yeah. And, and with Max Muncy, who's been in that position before, struggling and struggling all season long, Will Smith assumed that role more so this year than, than in years past. So... You know, normally a lot of times we've seen Muncie in that cleanup spot. Um, but Will Smith, the success that he's had, he has earned that right to hit fourth. And uh, he's been very successful doing it. Rodney, we want to get everybody in. Sean in Studio City, go ahead, quickly, make your point. Hey, guys. Uh, last year the excuse was these guys played too many competitive games and then they were tired when the playoffs got here. Now the excuse we're going with is that they didn't play enough. Come on, give me a break. Uh, Roberts made some awful bullpen decisions in the seventh. Um, and you know what? At the end of the day, these players just choked. It's sad to watch, and I'm all for tearing it down. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate the call, Sean. Yeah, they're not going to tear it down. You've had too much <laughs> success. Yeah. Way yeah. too much success. You don't want to tear that down because every year they're in the conversation. KC in LA, go ahead, make your point. Yo, guys, it, you know, technically the Dodgers are great. Obviously, talent, big payroll, all this stuff. 
but in reality, they won the same amount of World Series as the Washington Nats, the uh, Kansas City Royals, and the Houston A-Holes in this run they've had. Appreciate the call, KC. Lou in Orange County, go ahead, make your call. Yeah, real quick, I've been a Dodgers fan for all my life. Everything has to change. Don't you think it has to start at the top? The only thing I'm going to say is we were using the bullpen a certain way, and then we overthink it in the playoffs. Evan Phillips was coming in whenever there was danger in the game. Why in the heck were we going to change that philosophy and bring him in at the end? It happened in the other uh, previous years, using Kershaw, using Urias. They're not. I mean, I just don't understand why we overthink it in the, you know, in the playoffs. And look, if something has to change, if these guys have to get motivated, doesn't it start with the manager? Appreciate it, Lou. Yeah, here's the thing. They're they're going to review That's about motivation. Yeah, they're going to well, they're going to review how they approach things. But when you win 111 games, you've done something right. They just didn't hit. That's the whole yeah. point here. Yeah, you can talk about bullpen pitching all you want, but when you're what five for thirty-four with runners in scoring position, a whopping one forty-seven, I believe, average, you're not going to win a series. All right, Vince, period. Vince in Idaho. We'll wrap it up with you. Make your point. Hey, thanks, guys. I think this is, comes out of that shift in mentality from analytics, which is fantastic for the regular season. In the playoffs, you got to unchain Dave Roberts and let him manage the game with his eyes and not just the numbers. Analytics never brings Gibson to the plate, and analytics never gets Dave stealing second against the Yankees. I, I think it's a, it's a matter of get analytics to get us there and then let Dave manage the team with his eyes in the playoffs and use what he's seeing. Appreciate it, Vince, but keep this in mind. Andrew Friedman responded to that question, and he got a little testy when he was asked the question about analytics. And he said, I've answered this year in and year out. Every year, Dave Roberts manages the game. When the game starts, Dave Roberts is the guy. Okay, we're back to wrap it up after this. Logan and Rodney. Rodney Pete. An athlete. Rodney Pete. A father. Rodney Pete. An L.A. icon. Rodney Pete. And this guy. Red Rogan. AM570 LA Sports. Charger fans don't miss NFL action this Sunday at SoFi. The Chargers take on the Seattle Seahawks and kicks at 125. Get your tickets today at Chargers.com and listen to the action on Alt 98.7. Bolt up. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Great job as always. And uh, Rodney, back tomorrow to talk about the opener of the Lakers season. We'll see how that happens. Yeah, let's go. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend Tryna floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing Cost me more to be free than a life in the pen Making money off of cuss words, writing again Learn how to take a head, so I fight with my pen Late night down sunset, like in the sin What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell, to live and die in LA On bail, my people say Live and die